Welcome to another podcast from Best Self Magazine, the leading voice for holistic health and conscious living. I'm Krista Noel, Editor-in-Chief, and this is the place to ignite your mind, body, and spirit with empowering articles read by the authors themselves. I'm so glad you've joined us to take a step towards your best self, to perhaps stretch your thinking further and reach a little higher. Something tells me you're here for a reason, and I'm so grateful for that. So let's get to it. Hello, I'm Jim Brown, founder of Your Best Mindset and creator of Jim Brown Investing. And I'm delighted to share my article with you, True Abundance, One Man's Search for Mindful Money Meaning. I've been working in finance as well as writing and speaking about money for more than 30 years. And while money itself is an important topic, I've found that it's even more important to determine how to think and relate to money in ways that best serve us and those we care about. True Abundance. Money may be a cornerstone in your perpetually evolving financial plan, but to what extent is it an essential ingredient for living a rich and abundant life? And ultimately, can money buy you happiness? As you ponder these questions, you may find that rich is relative, happiness is subjective, and that money can facilitate abundance. But while our answers may be as diverse and unique as each individual in our global society, we can all begin by first stepping back and asking ourselves how we define abundance and how we keep score. What makes one feel abundant? Bank account or inner peace? Can we have it all? I think so, and that's not a pie-in-the-sky notion, but it does require some self-awareness, reflection, and showing up for it all. Mindfulness is not just for yoga mats. It can also be implemented into our interactions with our finances. I'm a money guy, but I'm also a man who knows that without self-care, family love, and contentment, my bank account isn't going to bail me out. True abundance is realizing joy from the quality of your experiences and relationships, regardless of how much money you earn or the wealth you accumulate. Money is simply a tool that can directly or indirectly impact the quality of those experiences and relationships, for better or worse. Merely pursuing money for the sake of accumulating more of it can actually be counterproductive and may actually be harmful to your health, for example, by increasing your stress and your relationships, for example, neglecting key personal relationships by spending excessive time on work that you don't perceive as meaningful and or work that is not in alignment with your core values. Setting up for success. Once you've defined abundance in the context of your experiences and relationships, you can immediately start setting yourself up for success by harmonizing your money, your mindset, and your values. Monthly cash flow. From a financial perspective, we live in a monthly society, so it's important to establish a strong financial foundation for creating true abundance by generating more monthly cash flow than your monthly expenditures specifically living within your means. But how? First, focus on optimizing your most valuable cash flow producing asset, you. If you have a career or own a business, 
guess what your most valuable cash flow producing asset is? It is you. So prioritizing and consistently investing in your intellectual growth, personal and professional networks, and health is vitally instrumental in creating sufficient cash flow and true abundance. Also note that proper sleep, nutrition, and physical activity not only promote well-being, but also boost productivity. Aligning your expenditures with your values. Your bank statements and credit card statements are a reflection of your values, at least from a financial perspective. You value your time, especially as your responsibilities expand. And unless you're exclusively living on passive income, you trade your time for money, even if you own a business and actively manage it. So consider spending some time each month reviewing your bank statements and credit card statements. Highlight any items of questionable value, especially if they are recurring monthly expenses for products and services that you rarely use, and consider canceling them immediately. Bonus tip. This practice will also assist you in promptly identifying incorrect charges, for example, duplicate billings, and fraudulent activity in your accounts. And even if you don't want to look at your statements, for example, if you have debt or you feel ashamed about how little you may have, shifting your practices can also help you shift your relationship with money in a favorable direction. Remember, not looking doesn't shift anything in your life or your bank account. Financial safety nets. Protect your most valuable cash flow producing asset, you. If you are unable to work, then you're also unable to generate cash flow. One of the most effective ways to protect against this type of personal financial crisis is to have adequate disability insurance coverage. Policies vary regarding several factors, including the definition of disabled, for example, if you're unable to perform work in your occupation, that's one type of disability coverage, while others may call for you being possibly unable to work in any job. The waiting period, amount of time before benefits begin, percentage of salary replaced. For example, a policy may replace 60% of your base salary if you become disabled and the term of coverage. And for this item, think in terms of short-term and long-term. Short-term policies typically pay up to one year, whereas long-term policies may continue providing benefits until the disability ends or until retirement. Next, start building an emergency fund. Being able to tap into cash reserve when unfavorable financial circumstances arise can mitigate the impact of financial and emotional stress. For example, unemployment, home and auto repairs, medical expenses that may not be covered, and covering the waiting period for disability benefits to begin. And here's a bonus tip. Once you've accumulated enough cash to cover at least six months to one year of living expenses, consider allocating a portion of your emergency fund to take advantage of unforeseen opportunities. That is, an opportunity fund. And that those funds can be used for unforeseen opportunities in both your professional life or your personal life. Minding money matters. 
Purposely investing a portion of your monthly income in A, your income producing abilities, for example, expanding your professional skills with professional continuing education and attending conferences or launching a side hustle, and B, your financial future, for example, retirement plans. Regularly contributing to an employer-sponsored 401k plan or individual retirement account, an IRA, can help you save on taxes in the short term by deferring tax on a portion of your taxable wages. Basically, you can put off the time at which you have to pay the tax on the wages you earn. And also, expediting the growth of your retirement assets by deferring the tax on investment income. That is, putting off the time that you need to pay tax on the income you earned in those retirement accounts. So those are two benefits. More bonus tips. Employer matching. Some employers match your 401k contributions up to a certain percentage of your salary. For example, up to 3 to 6%. So for example, let's say someone is earning $100,000 a year and their employer matches contributions up to 3%. That would be $3,000 on $100,000 salary. So if your employer matches contributions to your 401k plan, at least try to contribute enough to that plan to take advantage of the matching feature. So in our example of the $100,000 salary with a 3% matching feature, you would want to try to contribute at least up to $3,000 so your employer would also match that $3,000. It's like receiving free money toward your retirement. Next bonus tip, index funds. Index funds are mutual funds that track a benchmark, like the Standard & Poor's 500, also known as the S&P 500. The S&P 500 is simply a group of the 500 largest companies in the United States ranked by market capitalization. What is market capitalization? Market capitalization is simply the shares outstanding for a company times the price per share on a given day. So shares outstanding times the price for one share on a given day equals the company's market capitalization. Index funds are considered passive investing because they do not require investment analysis and stock picking skills to manage. So by definition, these funds simply invest in stocks or bonds that make up the index that they track. Index funds also charge lower fees because they cost mutual fund companies less money to manage. And there's more. Index funds like the S&P 500 have historically generated higher returns than most actively managed mutual funds whose objective is to outperform or create, generate greater returns than their respective index or benchmark. So index funds are like paying less for better results. Great stuff. Moving on, cognitive biases. Being consciously aware of your core values and living in a way that respects those values can fast track your life toward true abundance. But even the most self-aware, well-intentioned person is susceptible to their cognitive biases including overconfidence bias and recency bias. 
Overconfidence bias is the subjective perception that your knowledge, skills, judgment, or abilities are greater than they truly and objectively are. For example, there was a study done on drivers and their driving abilities. And the study on overconfidence bias revealed that 93% of drivers claim to be above average. So, left unchecked, overconfidence bias can cause you to make inaccurate evaluations and unfavorable decisions, especially for situations that require objectivity, such as investing in the financial markets. For example, you may practice at the elite level of your profession. But that level of professional excellence does not automatically translate into immediate expert proficiency investing in the financial markets. Develop a sharp awareness of your cognitive biases by noticing how these biases influence your thoughts, decisions, and actions. For example, on a personal note, I sometimes catch myself being influenced by another cognitive biases. Recency bias. While watching an episode of one of my favorite TV shows especially, like Billions or Game of Thrones. For the final season of Game of Thrones, HBO produced some episodes that were arguably on par with feature films in terms of writing and cinematography. As I watched these larger-than-life scenes play out in HD, I noticed myself exclaiming phrases like, This is the best series ever. Or... The writers for this show are absolutely brilliant, and this is outstanding cinematography. Yet, just a few weeks later, I found myself making similar best-ever statements during the final episode of Billions, Season 4, especially as complex storylines intersected and led to the big reveal. I find myself saying things like, that plot twist was awesome, and these screenwriters are the best ever. Well, no harm done in the context of commenting on a TV series, but how could recency bias influence investing decisions when your hard-earned money is on the line? Well, recency bias can cost you dearly if you make decisions involving significant long-term financial consequences based solely on recent circumstances, especially in markets in which you have little experience. For example, speculators who staked large portions of their assets on the rising Bitcoin trend in the autumn of 2017 experienced a reversal of fortune in 2018. After reaching all-time price highs near 20000 in mid-December, Bitcoin prices began to decline in late December 2017 and continued on a downward trend to around 6000 in 2018. So, reaching 20,000 in 2017 and all the way down to 6,000 in 2018. And the price of Bitcoin did not even rise above 10,000, which was half of its 20,000 all-time price high, until the summer of 2019. So here's the takeaway for setting yourself up for success. By developing mindfulness in the context of your personal finances, prioritizing the care of your most valuable asset, you, and aligning your purchases with your values, you will gain confidence in managing your time and money in a way that serves your best interests. And as your confidence grows, so will your belief that you can control your own destiny, 
and gain the requisite resources for creating and experiencing true abundance throughout your journey. One more thing. We've all heard the saying, time is money. But what about the converse, buying time? Due to the nature and location of our jobs, many of us generate income by exchanging most of our waking hours for a salary. As a result, commuting to and from work, time on the job, and addressing our other personal and professional responsibilities can leave little time for self-care and nurturing key relationships. But what if you could recover some of your valuable time by reversing the time for money paradigm? Specifically, you can use money to buy time in little ways each week by delegating responsibilities like laundry, housekeeping, and dog walking. It's like playing the role of CEO in running the business of you, that is your life. Successful business leaders, ranging from small business owners to CEOs of major corporations, leverage this principle every day. Even though they may be the best suited to handle certain lower level tasks, they realize that this is not the best use of their time. So they buy time by hiring employees, independent contractors, and investing in technology. Think about where you can buy back some time for yourself. On a personal note, when I was younger, I performed many tasks, including landscaping, car washing, and housekeeping. But now that I have significantly more family and professional responsibilities, I decided that handling those tasks myself is simply not the best use of my time. Instead, I buy time by delegating, paying someone else to perform those tasks, and then allocate my purchase time to relationships and experiences that I value. On a practical level, it allows me to focus on areas where I can make more money and support others doing jobs that support me. Actually, both of us. It's a win-win for all. Money can also cushion significant life transitions, like career changes, parenting, or launching a business. I saved and grew my investments during my 20s to a point where I was able to pursue a career change in health and fitness in my early 30s before returning to a career in finance. As you transition through various phases of your life, your definition and perception of true abundance may evolve. Coincidentally, we live in a time where even money is evolving, from bills and coins to digital currency to cryptocurrency. And while money will likely continue to have a place in our lives, keep in mind that it is merely a tool that has no intrinsic value. Its value is only in what you exchange it for. As you pursue and experience true abundance, mindful money management can facilitate your ongoing journey of self-discovery, self-expression, and meaningful connections. Thank you for listening. I'm Jim Brown, and I wish you true abundance throughout your journey in becoming your best self. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Best Self Magazine. For more inspiration and information, please visit bestselfmedia.com.